It's LA Dodgers and much more. Now, Team Talk on 1017 The Team. And a very good afternoon. That is Sam Hauser. I'm Joe O'Neill. Appreciate you tuning us in. All right, we're here until 6 o'clock, and then we got NBA hoops. The Nugs are in Milwaukee to face the Bucks. We'll have it right here at 6 o'clock. So, Sam, so many things to devour since we went. Uh, the last time we talked, which was 6 o'clock on Friday night, and uh, like a lot going on. Even Friday night, we can get to that. You had a phenomenal basketball game between San Diego State and Nevada, but then you know it trickled all the way through the weekend, and it culminated last night at around 8.15 or so. We were watching bonus football there, overtime in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I want to start there, but knowing that we're going to get like into Saturday where we had that Lobo men's game Saturday afternoon, Lobo women uh, got a W against Colorado State. Um, so let's like start in reverse chronological order, Sam. Man, uh, what a Super Bowl last night. I'm sorry. I mean, like, you know, I know that's pretty generic, but uh, I all in all, can you really have asked for, for much more? I mean, take the Niner fans out. Take the Chief fans out. For the 99% of the people that didn't have a rooting interest, okay? Uh, like, man, it, it delivered. It delivered when it had to deliver. Let's at least put it that way. It delivered at the very end because the because of the stakes, because of the Super Bowl. I'm glad that it ended the way that it did. I'm glad it gave us a little bit of drama because if that was a regular season game, so true, we wouldn't be talking about it. So, so true. Even if it went to overtime, if that was a regular season game, it wouldn't get any airtime today. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It and it wasn't. was a Super Bowl, and it benefited and from being the Super Bowl. D- dude, it, like it, incredible. It ended with incredible drama. It did. Just it like people pay did. good money to go to the movies and sit there for uh, like two hours. If the final twenty minutes gives them like great drama, that's all they care about. In a world of what have you done for me lately, that game did a lot for so, us lately. So, and there's so many novice people that watch the Super Bowl. This gave them plenty of opportunity to like be you know chowing down on different types of tailgate of items uh doing their normal stuff on their phone you know checking facebook and you know twitter and all that stuff without maybe watching a game with an nfl tight end <laughs> there there you go and what are you talking about in that regard that would be none other than zach gentry you guys uh... oh yes oh yeah but we were we were watching the game yeah you but... know homes uh all across the country we had a great time by the way zach uh watching the super bowl yesterday at the sports bar right at, so you had the you, you had the advantage of somebody who understands a lot better than we pretend to watching the game you had some i'm sure you had some inside scoopage I, you know it, it not that much, as you might think, uh, because he's not one of these that has to comment on anything. Now, were there, there, were there some nuggets? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I played with that guy. Uh, you know, Ray Ray McLeod was a teammate of mine uh, here. Uh, this guy uh, is like 
Kind of nasty when he's on the other team. We'll just say that. Um, Jake Moody. Jake Moody, the kicker. Uh, like he kept say, like he kept going Moody, whatever. And the reason for that, I guess they did that for him at Michigan. Uh, but he was a walk on when Zach was at Michigan, and he said like the kid looked like he was 15 years old, and then he sees him on the bench and you know gripping, and you could tell Zach was gripping with him because he knows the guy. So yeah, no, that was fun. Uh, but as far as like what you were saying there, what 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 at what point did the the game kind of flip? Uh, probably on that uh, fumble on the punt, right? Everything you know, you just we're watching the game, and then you see Kansas or excuse me, San Francisco has a three point lead. And how many times do you say you know you, you would if you're just watching the game? It seems like San Francisco has more of a lead, and like when that's the case, inevitably it comes back and bites you, and it did that. Uh, last night. That probably is where it was because even with the score being what it was, the lead or the margin being what it was, so much more than that, than just the score, just the, the point differential for San Francisco was exactly what they wanted to do and really exactly what they had to do about their only chance in this game was keeping Kansas City at arm's length. For I don't three think plus that was, they were favored in the game. I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I think they went in there thinking, okay, if we we just go nose to nose for sixty minutes, uh, we're going to win the game. I, 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 I really do. N- then when it was compressed into overtime, I then start saying, hey, this is like going to be coming down to who, which quarterback has the ball in their ha- hands last, uh, you know, and I think not just ba- not based on last night's game, to me that's too small a body to work to look at. Uh, when you got into that overtime situation, then, like, everybody's like, well, and I, I, I never felt like to fall into the trap of like, oh, well, Mahomes is going to do it one way or another anyway, but when you get into a, a compressed situation like that, Based on what he has done, yeah, the odds are with him just like it's with, you know, was with Tom Brady. I mean, there's certain difference makers and he was one of them. And that's why, you know, the decision to take the ball first that the 49ers chose in overtime, uh, like I, I think... You know, I, I thought at the time when it happens, it, it was a mistake because when you're chasing whatever number you're chasing, whether it's zero, three, or seven, Kansas City has pretty much the option to to be using all four downs throughout the possession. I know people are saying, yeah, that's what Tony Romo was saying, and and I agree with it completely. Um, and like that's what happens when you take the ball first. I know you could get momentum and you know this has happened earlier in the game in the last couple of drives Kansas City didn't do that or the other. Patrick Mahomes is hard enough to start uh stop, you know, with the traditional four downs. When you give him like this desperate situation where he's got four downs to gain on you, he it really I think multiplies how dangerous he is. This is actually a time when I'm going to defend Kyle Shanahan a little bit. And it pains me to do this because he completely put his foot in his mouth afterwards by saying, well, you know, if if we don't score and they don't score, then it's sudden death and we get the ball the third time and... At that point, so what? What? Where did he put his foot in his mouth on that? By, by, you're thinking too far ahead. You're, okay, you're, you're planning on. Well, first off, you're planning on either your team not scoring or not doing enough, or at the very least, you're planning on your defense not doing enough. You're planning on you're planning on something to go wrong, which is which you cannot do 
on any game, and especially when you're playing Kansas City, you cannot have it. You can't put it out there already that something's going to go wrong. But what I will say for Kyle Shanahan, and what you're what you're saying is completely valid, and there's an ex, there's a desperate fourth down where you have to versus San Francisco has the option of going for it. They have the option of punting. Any other game, you probably do take the ball second. But when you're San Francisco and you're in this spot and Kansas City came back on you again like they did four years ago, like they do to everybody else, this is the one game where you don't go what with what logic tells you. You go take this game and then tell your defense, just get us one, guys. Like You, you treat this game differently than you do any other game in the NFL. Not just because it's the Super Bowl, because of who you're playing. And they ver- they came very close to that. They got, I think, the, the field goal uh, was a, a 27-yarder. That means they were right there inside the 10. Yeah. So they, they did get down there. Uh, you know, the, the thing about the, hey, it'll give us the chance to get it on that third possession with the doer, they were not going to get it uh, in that situation. Because say they had scored a touchdown, Kansas City scores a touchdown, Kansas City's going to go for two. You fit. Oh, with, with the fact that San Francisco only needs a field goal to beat us, mm. and nowadays field goals basically it means you're getting to their forty yard line. Uh, like, yeah, I, I think faced with that, hey, you know, let's control our own destiny type of situation. Like when a, a fifty-seven yard field goal can beat us, uh, I'm I'm not going to go into that third overtime if I'm them. So even knowing that you already blocked one of Moody's kicks, no, no, that and uh, I, that was an extra point. Yeah, it, it, they did block that, but he. Pounded a couple of other ones. You you can't. The percentages of people blocking kicks is so low. You can't assume you're gonna block it. Um, but uh, the the point is that um, I, I don't know. I I just think that it was an unusual decision for a lot of reasons. Like you know I just mentioned there. But, well, and it also makes. And, sense. and here's the thing too: is here we are, like after watching a game that went. Um, how many they put 15 minutes so it would have gone 70 almost 75 minutes right how about this that to celebrate something the 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 really only controversial thing we're talking about today a couple of them you got um like this you've got whether or not um ray ray mcleod like should have like handled getting on that fumble after it hit off of the foot of the the Niners guy but we're not talking about like hey should they should have never called interference in that situation you got to call interference in that situation you know those type of things like we did on the last play of the Super Bowl last year Correct. Or, no, or it was either the last play or the next to last play the the one was it holding was it not even the Eagles dude was like yeah I probably held I was hoping they wouldn't call it yeah nobody had a fumble go out of the back of the end zone nobody had a a moment although we did actually <laughs> there was a faux moment that I'm actually in in hindsight, I'm glad that we kind of just move off of because part of part of the story today too is Brock Brock Purdy made some big boy throws in a game where he had to make some big boy throws. The one in overtime that he throws to Kyle Yuschek and maybe it hit the ground, maybe it didn't, and I'm honestly a little bit surprised we didn't look at that, but. I'm actually glad. Well, just keep it moving. It, you mean, well, we know it hit the ground. It was a matter of whether he made a football move, which is what they determined that he did. Although, yeah, because he, you know, and and that was a good throw, excellent catch, and and really good 
finish. Oh, although uh, the- I was, I'm with you though. I was like getting ready to. All right, here we go. You know, get the. You know, I was rooting for 49ers. I told you Just you were moving, moving, yeah, moving. Like, yeah, why well, are you? you guys- yeah, yeah. In your case, yeah, yeah. move it along. Snap <laughs> the ball. They snap got, the they're ball. sending guys in motion yeah. and all this stuff because. I, I mean, I, I know the rules have changed in the last six years on that whole thing, but why even, like, that That was a huge play. Snap the ball and take a knee. The only one Just who get disagreed it over with. was Des Bryant. Des Bryant went on Twitter and was like, that's not a catch. Because <laughs> oh. now Des Bryant is the judge of what is a catch and what is not. He was he, He's still salty on that one. But, no, I'm with you. Like that, that in itself was a big win today, that we're not spending time arguing about whether somebody's pinky toe was in bounds or, God forbid, whether Kadarius Tony's foot was off sides or, or whatever that, it might it be. Could have been, it, it could have been anything. It could have, like, yeah. It really, uh, incidental whistle, um, you know, I, I, it, like, yeah. That ghost and, extra down from the AFC Championship game a couple years ago, we could keep going. But we will go back. Your, your point of, had this been a Thursday night game, like, as far as the quality of the game goes... Uh, Brent Mus or uh, yeah, uh, Al, Mich- Al Michaels would have been like, "Oh, God, looks like we got another dud this Thursday night, everybody." Uh, so, it, it, but it, but it but it heated up and it got real there in the final third. I was going to say fifteen minutes. Let's just say it got real in the final fifteen minutes of regulation. Fifteen minutes of ought. It 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 absolutely did, and that and and you you couldn't write it any better for a Super Bowl. To end that way of a you know of, of a walk off touchdown at least not a walk off field goal because those are not allowed in my rule book but a walk off touchdown and it kind of cemented why I spent two weeks talking about this game this way the matchups are fun to talk about but this is why I kept telling you the matchups in this game the individual the one on ones it's all secondary. Because right when you think that you are in a good spot with Kansas City, like San Francisco's winning at halftime, and San Francisco's feeling good about themselves because they're winning at halftime, Kansas City's looking at that saying, okay, we're in striking distance, we're good. Because what you saw in the fourth quarter and in overtime, what this is what Kansas City does. This is what the Chiefs do. They save the gotta-have-it plays for the gotta-have-it moments. And there's some where we might be looking at the game and saying, well, this feels like a gotta-have-it moment, and they're telling you, not yet. Not yet. We're wait- we'll t- You'll know when it is because we'll call out these certain plays, whether it was blitzes that Steve Spagnuolo dialed up on third down, Brock Purdy's got a man in his face so fast he can't even get a throw-off, or the game-winning touchdown. I mean, that was almost a carbon copy of what they did to make the Eagles look silly in the fourth quarter last year. They have these plays that they save. And, I mean, this is why I kept going back to this. When Sal Palantonio was saying, oh, if the 49ers get down early, they got no shot. First quarter doesn't matter. Second quarter doesn't matter. Third quarter doesn't matter. It's what you do at the end, and nobody does it better at the end than Kansas City because they save the plays that they need, something that other teams either don't have the patience, the confidence, or the forthright to do. And and they they and they make those plays and they make indi- them. individually like hey Mahomes had to to get a get a running first down there that they did reach fourth down on uh at one for one down there on yeah. that last drive and if 
like somehow somebody blows that play up or Mahomes happens to slip when he makes his cut and falls down, that game is 100% over. But that, of course, wasn't the case. Not only was it like available to get the first down, he ended up like, you know, getting, I think, eight or nine yards and he had a Trey Turner type slide to, to move the chains. Good call. Uh, and <sighs> Purdy. Like when we had this discussion all of the last two weeks, it was like, "Hey, don't count out Brock Purdy with his, you know, his ability to to get move the sticks himself with his legs." And why would you have argued that because of what he did that previous week against Detroit, fifty five yards rushing or whatever? Like he he had times where you could almost see that he had run in mind, but he did not have the tools in order to like outrun uh that Chiefs the you know like I mean he had uh three rushes for twelve total yards after getting fifty five the week before. Yeah he saw Mahomes, a window. Mahomes was a leading rusher. I mean like you just hone in on these numbers here. I mean thirty four out of forty six that percentage uh completion by you know, Mahomes, when it's all said, it looks like he had an off game or whatever. He throws for 333, um, and he's completing 75% of his passes. And, oh, by the way, he scooted nine times for 66 yards. And, it, and it, it really, it was just because we're not used to Kansas City getting in that many third-down situations compounded by when it is the Super Bowl, and we've had two weeks to talk about this game, and it's the only game in town yeah, you're going to dissect things a little bit differently, and some of that, and some of that goes to San Francisco's defense. I mean, your boy, your boy Bosa, those guys, like that, that's what that's what has to be so upsetting for for 49er fans today. Is nine times out of ten, you're going to look at the game that they played, and you're going to say to yourself, "This was probably good enough." Bosa made plays. Chase Young finally made plays. They ran the ball really well. Purdy, they, they shut down Pacheco. They shut down Pacheco. Purdy's throwing the ball around. He threw it to six different guys in the first quarter. I mean, you you got what you wanted out of San Francisco. They just ran into good is not good enough. And that's why I keep going back to this in overtime is it's not enough to just run your stuff. You got to go find a way to take this game from Kansas City. The way that they steal the will out of your soul you got to find a way to do that to them. Well, do that second, Sam. Do that second, okay? Play your heart out while they're on offense, and even if they get a touchdown, hey, take this opportunity. Match the touchdown, go for two, and win the game. Like, like that That to me is much a way of seizing a game as like saying, okay, we're going to run it down the field, score a touchdown, and then we're going to stop him when he's playing with four downs. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it was like that the, the common thing, I know it's a cliche of the whole thing of like, man, seems like they should be up by more than they are. I uh, wonder if that'll come back and, and bite them. I mean, Kansas city had two turnovers, rare turnovers. Uh, and like, particularly the Mahomes interception, San Fran not able to, like, do anything with it. I mean, I'm going to say, like, the Pacheco fumble and the McCaffrey fumble were almost like a coin flip because they were, like, pretty much in the same area of the field. The Mahomes pick gave the Niners some nice field position, did nothing with it. I'm so glad you brought that up because, honestly, that's my headline for this game. And and in all the in everything that we're talking about right here, your San Francisco, your job 
is to go take it from them so they don't take it from you? Yeah, that can't happen. You you get two turnovers. You get them to make mistakes. Patrick Mahomes hadn't thrown a pick in the entire playoffs. He played against the Dolphins with a, with a good secondary. He played against Buffalo with a good secondary. Baltimore, you got him to make a mistake. You have to capitalize on that. That That is more than anything else that did or did not happen in the game. That is the biggest black mark on San Francisco is they did the hard part and couldn't reward themselves for it. And, you know, the thing that they did not uh, expose or exploit was Kansas City, based on all of the NFL analytics, was a below-average team, uh, you know, stopping the run. And McCaffrey got his 80 yards, but it took him 20 carries in order to get there. Uh, Like, again, give a lot of credit to the Kansas City, much maligned defensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs there because, you know, they got it done. But uh, go ahead. You do, do for sure. Some of that is also where, if we're looking at Kyle Shanahan today, there were some pretty big stretches there in the third quarter where – you did get the sense that maybe, maybe not panic, but nervous time was settling in, and he was getting out of his rhythm. He he, the way that he called that first half, no complaints at all. Third quarter, and this is what good defenses do: is good defenses pick up on your trends, which Kansas City did. There were some there there were some moments there of calling run plays on predictable rundowns, or the sequencing just wasn't as good as it was. It is Kansas City's defense, and they are as much a story of winning the Super Bowl as Patrick Mahomes. Like it all falls under the umbrella of yes, yeah, San Francisco was the betting favorite, but but I'm I'm gonna ask you. Uh, let me ask you because we had this conversation, and I'm actually I came over to your side on this. We had this conversation on Christmas when the Ravens were upset that they were dogs against San Francisco, and your point was doesn't necessarily mean that Vegas thinks one team's five points better. It's they want to get you to go a certain way. San Francisco was the betting favorite, but you know they wanted people to bet on Kansas City and hope that that San Francisco would win that game. Like they, but they got so much Chiefs money that they that. Well, I don't know how it all came hey, in. Hey, Kansas it, City's a dog. Yeah, go take my money. Yeah, but but if if the line did not really move that drastically, I mean, uh, I, you know, like when we were. Uh, at um, Legend Sportsbook on Friday, it was sitting at two there. I think it. Uh, I I see your point. I think they went in knowing that based on history, that people bet San Francisco like like as heavy as just about anybody. The the whole San Francisco Bay Area and Northern California do it in Reno, and then a lot of them you know come over. Like let's face it. I mean the the Chiefs like have kind of a small footprint so i'm i'm with you on that um is that like they they put the the niners i you you i don't know what kind of rationale they used uh but like i think if they had put kansas city out as a favorite even way more money would have come in uh exponentially on kansas city i see what you're saying okay I don't. I don't think any of it had to matter. I think it was a very evenly matched game, and it whatever the the two was on either side, you know, is what it's going to be. But um, it and of course, you know, they had the total at forty seven and a half, right? Forty eight, maybe. And is as 
like as convoluted as everything was throughout the game. There were ten punts. Game and, went to overtime. <laughs> game into overtime, and, and it the still ball, got to forty-seven. It, it lands right on forty-seven. How about you know this whole thing? Niners with two fumbles, both of those recovered by the Chiefs. Uh, like according to the stats, the Chiefs had five fumbles. Okay, now two of those fives were the the low snaps that that Mahomes had to kind of pick up off the ground or whatever. Sometimes I see that happen, and it's like, you know, I almost wonder if that helps him get into some sort of a groove on that particular play, scrambling for the very first time he picks up the ball from the snap, whatever. But, uh, like, a couple of others, we know Pacheco's was recovered by the Niners. That's the only one of the five that they lost. A couple of them for two of his bounces. Um, And, you know, I, I hear a lot of people... Uh, you know, talking about Ray Ray McLeod, the return man for the Niners, and he should have just jumped on the. Okay, when I think of like fumbles that should have been jumped on, I think of like the Cam Newton fumble in the Super Bowl. By the way, that he should have jumped on. All right, that the the more we watch the replay of that ball going off the the Niners' foot that was trying to block for punt return or whatever. The way that McLeod, the way that the, like, dude, at that point, once it hits that foot, it, it it's like, uh, it's like a fire drill. You know what I mean? Uh, like whatever the code word is that they use, it's on. And the way that ball bounced, like diagonally, it was not like a ball that kind of fell at his feet that he needed to jump on. I think he was trying to react as quickly as he could. Uh, and it looked as if he was trying to pick it up, but the angle that he was at, that might've been a better, uh, percentage chance that he would actually gain possession that if he tried to jump on a ball that was moving sideways away from him, I don't know. Uh, well, if you're San Francisco, you need you need the literal bounces to go your way, and that literal bounce didn't go their way, and that's how you end up in a place like today where you have to play this perfect game. You have to get any team that wins a championship has to get luck along the way, and Kansas City did that. But hey, San Francisco got there against all odds anyway. All right, well uh, we're gonna go now backwards in chronological order when we return. Uh, we are going to dive into Saturday night's whiteout, complete sellout, more than capacity listed on the attendance figures. Lobos, uh, with all that going for them, lose 80 to 77 to UNLV. Uh, we'll dive into that when we come back. He's Sam Hauser. I'm Joe O'Neill. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.